Welcome to Inside the Media Minds. This is your host, Christine Blake. This show features in-depth interviews with tech reporters who share everything from their biggest pet peeves to their favorite stories. From our studio at W2 Communications, let's go Inside the Media Minds. Hi, this is Christine Blake, the host of Inside the Media Minds, and I am here with Jamie Tucker, TV tech journalist and host of What the Tech. Welcome, Jamie. Hi. Well, it's a pleasure. I'm looking forward to this. Absolutely. Me too. Thanks for joining us today. So we we are excited to hear about your show, your background. Let's start there. Let's hear how you got into this space. Um, What's your background? Well, professionally, I, I started working right out of college. We had a you know, a campus TV station, and I became the sports guy. And after that, I, after graduation, I immediately moved into a role with Carson Newman College, now Carson Newman University, where I went. Uh, we developed a bigger broadcasting platform with a national newscast. So I started doing that. Then I started working my way up through uh, the local TV station. So I started in Florence, Alabama, then I went to Anniston, Alabama, which is a great station in a very small market. I'm from Alabama, by the way. Um, and then wound up in Huntsville, Alabama, and I anchored and reported the news there. And then to Memphis, Tennessee, anchored and reported for the CBS affiliate. And then in Nashville, WKRN, the ABC affiliate, uh, they hired me as the religion reporter. That's what I did for oh, many, wow. many years, uh, covered, covered religion. And uh, so they hired me to do that. But all the way back, I I think maybe with a lot of people, uh, journalists, they knew what what they wanted to do when they were in the fourth, fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And and that was the case with me. I knew that I wanted to work on television or in radio uh, back many, many years ago when I was just in middle school or sixth grade. And um, so I think a lot of people knew you know, what they wanted to be. It's not one of those things where you just discover when you're grown, hey, I want to be a reporter. It's something that's kind of, you're born with Mm -hmm. and you want to do that. And that was my case, you know, writing for the local paper covering sports and DJing at, I can't even count how many radio stations from (laughs) the country to rock, to pop. Um, And so, so that's where I got my start. So that was, that started in 1988, where I actually started getting you know, it was a career in 1988. And, um, and here we are in 2021 and still doing it, just doing it a little differently now. Yeah. So tell us about what the tech and what that's about. What the tech started when I was at WKRN uh, as a reporter here in Nashville. And I'd gone out and covered, it was one of those days, Christine, where every story falls apart. Um, And, you know, by 11 o'clock in the morning, everything, every story that you tried to cover that day has fallen apart. Maybe someone didn't call you back, story didn't pan out the way it was pitched. And I remember my producer telling me, just go find a story. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, it just happened to be the day that Verizon got the iPhone. So that was 2010, 2000, I think it was 2010 first time they had gotten the iPhone. So we had a reporter out at a Verizon store that morning with a long line of Verizon customers who couldn't wait to get that iPhone because it had only been on AT&T up until then. And so we had covered that, but I thought, you know, I don't have anything to cover. So 
I found, I had an AT&T iPhone. I called the Verizon store. They loaned me an iPhone and I went out and compared the two quickly because it was 11 o'clock and the story had to be ready at 4.30. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went out and compared the two, you know, the antennas in a different place. You can't browse the web and talk on the phone at the same time with the Verizon t- network. Anyway, I get back, put the story together and our phones just lit up with questions from viewers wanting to know more about that story. And they were asking me questions, sending an email. And at that point I thought, you know, this could play in any market in the country because it's the same iPhones and did another tech story and another. And then I just discovered, you know, this is something I, I needed to find a name, but this is something that I could syndicate to other TV stations around the country because no one's, no one at the time was covering technology, mm-hmm. except the, just the occasional story, you know? And um, so I started with one station here in Nashville, picked up another one in Huntsville, Alabama at a different station. Then I picked up another one in Kentucky and then Florida, and it just started to grow. So uh, in 2015, when my contract was up with the ABC station here, I said, now's the time to just, let's see where we could take this. So we're on 14 television stations now. And, uh, and I'm, I'm doing a story every day, Monday through Friday for those, for those stations. And they air it usually in their early evening newscasts under the brand, what the tech. Um, and so they have that content. They need content, you know, mm-hmm. local television stations need content. No one in no, none of their competitors are, are covering technology. So I became their, I, I'm their specialty beat reporter covering Mm -hmm. technology. I love that. I love how it was born from this day that wasn't going that well (laughs) and that you couldn't find a story and you had to go and find one. That's amazing. I love that. It just took off from there. It was a lot of fun. It's it's been, you know, I like building things. So it's been a lot of fun building it from scratch because at the time no one had ever done anything like this before Uh, to syndicate it as a local reporter. So mm-hmm. I've had friends who live in Fort Myers or who live in Reno, Nevada call and say, Hey, let's have, let's have lunch together. I didn't know you moved here. You know, I'm still in Nashville, but wow. it, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun building it and uh, mm-hmm. helping the stations and helping the viewers. That's great. So I see that I was, you know, doing some research and watching some of your segments and, you know, you cover gadgets, right? Like the consumer gadget. And you said you cover, you have a story every day. What are some of the other things that you've covered? Obviously iPhones, mobile devices. Right. Right. Um, I I cover a lot on social media, a lot Mm -hmm. on uh, about cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. That's been a big push recently is the cybersecurity from the standpoint of our viewers, you know, the, the devices they use, the computers that they use, how do you keep your information safe? What are some of the dangers? What are some of the scams that, uh, that you're seeing? Uh, what kind of Facebook um, scams there are? What kind of, uh, you know, scams? What, what, what do they do with your information when you download a free app? And what happens to that information? Uh, so I do a lot on cybersecurity, a lot on social media, how to save money uh, using your smartphone, how to make money using your smartphone. And then again, just gadgets, 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 and apps, apps, apps. Mm-hmm. People love to discover new apps. And there's really not a place anymore where you can discover new 
smartphone apps. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you find out about a smartphone app from a friend. Who yeah, says, absolutely. Check this out. So, so every week I have an app of the day segment and uh, we feature, feature a local app. Uh, That's or amazing. A, a new app. Last week it was a radio garden. And Radio Garden is this terrific app where it has a globe, a 3D globe, and you can spin that globe and stop it anywhere in the world and be listening live to a radio broadcast in that city. Wow. It's, it's fantastic. That's yeah, cool. That could, be, that could be really educational, too. I think you can go wherever you want, right? <laughs> right. And I learned a little about geography there. Oh, where are the Netherlands? I don't remember what it is on the map. So finally yeah, find so a geography it. app. <laughs> so, it, so it is all consumer technology. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't get real high tech because our viewers aren't very high tech. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask about the audience because it's, I mean, I love talking to, um, you know, broadcast journalists because it's totally a different audience, right? You think about like consumer reports and, you know, things that, you know, someone's grandparents, like they don't know. I mean, it's really important for them to know how to be secure online. And maybe they just log into Facebook and get, you know, their password hacked and who, who the heck knows what could happen. So I love that you cater to that audience. I think it's a really different perspective and that niche people, that niche audience who knows about security and who knows, you know, what to do to protect themselves. It's an important piece of education. Yeah, I think so too. And, and I think that's one of the reasons that television stations have been so interested in this is because you know, viewers of local news tend to skew a little older, mm-hmm. you know, 45 and up. And a lot, like you said, a lot of people in that demographic, maybe, you know, they have a, a smartphone, they have Facebook, but it's still terrifying to them. You know, what, how do I use this thing? What do you mean downloading an app? I don't know how to download an app. Mm-hmm. We try not to, to get that simple, uh, that basic, but, um, but we do, I, I do hope that I'm helping people understand how to do, how to connect with family and friends using Zoom, yeah, or Gmail or Google Meet or or whatever. People have questions, and we've done a Zoom meeting with viewers who, who've um, you know popped in to ask their questions. You know, and people in the tech world sometimes we we forget that there are a lot of people out there that that not only you know, misunderstand or not, don't know how to do things with their devices. Um, but number two, there's really no place for them to go and find out because, mm-hmm. you know, if they're, if they're not in that tech world and they're uncomfortable going to YouTube or Reddit, those are really, you know, that's where we get our information. Right. A lot of tech information off of YouTube, off of Reddit, off of some of these other websites and, you know, Mashable and Engadget and all, well, clearly they're not familiar with those things. So they have to get the information somewhere and they're tuning into local news. Mm -hmm. I love that. So it's interesting. That's a good um, segue into my next question because, you know, during this pandemic, you know, this time last year, we were all um, thrown into this tech universe, whether it's taking, you know, fitness classes on Zoom or, you know, holiday birthday parties on Zoom. Have, has any of your coverage changed or adapted because of the need for technology during the pandemic? Yeah, you know, I've done a lot of stories over the last 12 months, 11 months now on working from home, working remotely, some of the, some of the dangers, mm-hmm. uh, some of the, you know, what is a virtual private network? Do you need one if you're working from home? Uh, one interesting thing that I found is it is much easier for journalists, for tech 
tech journalists, television reporters especially, to interview the right person for the story that they're covering. You know, as I have been a reporter for so long, it was very difficult sometimes to get to the right person, to the mm -hmm. best person for that story. Because you had to make a phone call, you had to drive over to their office, you had to wait, you had to, and, and they were under the impression it could take an hour. We don't have an hour for an interview. Now with Zoom, with Google Meet, you can reach out and in 30 minutes, they're ready to go. Yeah. It takes 15 minutes. So you're able, and I think all of the television station reporters have learned, it's, it's much easier to get to the right person, the most educated, the person most affected by a story, to get to that person. So I've found that to be, uh, has, has made a huge difference in what I do and what I've seen on, on local television. I mm -hmm. see that every day uh they're able to get to the right person and multiple people in one story you don't have a lot of time as a yeah. tv reporter to make three or four stops you know in person but you do have that time to do it over zoom and yeah. the quality video quality is great audio quality is great and people are accustomed to it now they're comfortable mm -hmm. I think so too. And in some ways it makes people more accessible. Like you said, yeah. it's like, it almost gets rid of the barrier and the time constraint and make things more efficient. So I think there's definitely a lot of benefits to it. Yeah. I think, I think the journalism is better. I think the reporting is better mm -hmm. because of accessibility to the right people, the right people, the right person. Yeah. So how do you usually go about finding the right person for your stories? Uh, you know, um, I love help a reporter out, mm -hmm. Harrow. I don't know. Yeah, we're you, familiar. Yeah, I, I love that. If, it, if it's a story that I need an expert in cybersecurity or law or something, I, I will use that. But I also, I've, I've made a lot of contacts over the last 10 years of doing this. So I have, uh, you know, a relationship with certain people that I know they're comfortable. They know my audience. I can reach out to them. When I have uh, kind of run into a problem, I have turned to Harrow. Mm -hmm. And I love that. It's, it's, it's been very, very helpful. That's great to know. Yeah, absolutely. So what is one of the most memorable um, stories that you've covered? Um, you know, it, it, it's not just one story, but it's uh, CES every January in Las Vegas. I've been going now for, well, it didn't go this year. It was all virtual, but for nine years, I've gone to CES. And that is where you can see in the consumer, covering consumer technology, that's where everything is. Oh yeah. And it's fascinating to me. And every year I hate the idea of having to go. <laughs> It's just, but you so missed much. it this year, but I did. I felt <laughs> yeah. I was so thankful. I didn't have to go. And you know, I got to the middle of January going, gosh, I wish I had been able to make it mm -hmm. just wasn't the same virtual. So, so covering that, uh, covering some of the home security, the smart home, you're able to go to CES and you're able to see it before it's released for anyone else does. And so I enjoy, doing, uh, covering CES just to see all the really cool stuff before everybody else gets a chance to see it. Yeah, I'm sure that's fascinating. I mean, we talk a lot about IoT, right? In people's homes, right? From baby monitors to kitchen appliances and ring doorbells and all those things. And I'm sure that's just that a lot of that stuff comes out at CES, but I'm sure it's something that you have to cover a lot because people buy a lot of these devices and things for their smart homes without really knowing some of the risks 
they should keep in mind. Yeah. And I think it's been about a year ago, we had the ring doorbell or the ring cameras in a little girl's room mm -hmm. and someone had hacked into that. And so, you know, ring responded to that and we now know what happened. You know, it wasn't ring's fault. It was matter of a password and a username, but, but things like that, when I'm able to actually hold those new devices and explain those, and then I can use those throughout the year to explain how, you know, how do you, how do you work that Alexa gadget? You yeah. know, what, what can you do with that? And so, um, so covering CES, is just a lot of, uh, it's, it is a lot of fun, but you do see some really cool things. A lot of things that you know that has no shot of ever coming to market, but still, mm -hmm. it's pretty cool to see those things. So that's cool. And I was going to ask you too. Uh, I think it was one of our listener questions, but what do you think is one of the most underrated and overrated tech gadgets? Um, you know, I could spend all day listing <laughs> Amazon devices because there are so many that are um, underappreciated and. And then so many, so many Amazon products are just a bust. Mm -hmm. um, the um, uh, Amazon released that little scale, the smart scale. I don't know if you saw that, but I picked one up a few weeks ago. And you put this, put it somewhere where you have canned goods, or maybe you, you put your, let's say your, your laundry detergent. You mm -hmm. would put your laundry detergent on there. It knows how much that detergent weighs. And so when it gets down, and you know, there's only a little bit left, it automatically orders you another. Oh, wow. Yeah. Another... Couldn't you just look at it and see how much is left? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I thought. Who needs these, these, some of these devices, they're ridiculous when you, when you really stop and think, do I, how hard is it for me to look in the closet and see that I have enough toilet paper? Right. You know, and I can order this myself. So, so things like that, that's a great question. And I've, I look at so many, so many gadgets, you know, the, but the Amazon echo, the, uh, all of those devices, I think those are some of the most helpful mm -hmm. gadgets and we have, uh, you know, they're, they're almost in every home now. Um, so I think those, those two are really, um, you know, both Amazon products, but Amazon has had some real stinker of products in the past. Um, and the, the smart glasses now that they have with the little speakers on the side. Oh where, yeah. I've seen those, you know, th those are just very expensive and I don't see much value in having some glasses with Alexa built in. I better turn my Alexa device. <laughs> She's going to start uh, <laughs> talking to you. Mine's downstairs. Otherwise it'd be the same. <laughs> But, I usually use it just to um, like play music while I'm cooking or something like play this song. And then I think they're very helpful. If you have other uh, Amazon products, like the ring cameras, the doorbells, uh, whether they're from blink or ring, we have security cameras all over. So you can just say, Alexa, show me the front door. And mm -hmm. you're seeing that. So I think those are very helpful. And as someone who writes every day, my Alexa, is asked to spell things for me. Oh, wow. Constantly. That's <laughs> smart. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would think I, those are just the two that come to mind mm -hmm. and many others that have come and gone that, um, you know, the public decided, the consumer decided this isn't worth my time and my money. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, that makes sense. And another listener question is, um, you know, every year there's a new trend or issue um, that, you know, reporters write about, um, you know, this past year, of course, with COVID, working from home, all of that, the political landscape. As we get into 2021, what do you foresee being some of the big topics, even when it comes to devices and tech, even consumer tech, what do you think is going to be some of the big things in 2021? I think first and foremost, the uh, dissemination of fake news propaganda on social media, uh, misinformation being spread on social media. I think that's going to continue to be a problem. I think it's going to be a bigger problem because of the rise of deep fakes, these videos where people can create whomever they want. They can create a video of, you know, their hated political rival saying whatever it is they decide to do. And it's the technology has, has come so far. It's so advanced. Now you, even the trained eye and ear sometimes cannot tell a difference, uh, cannot pick a deep fake out. And I, I think that's going to be a, a growing problem that Facebook, Instagram, Google, uh, Twitter, all of these companies are going to have a tougher time monitoring that information that is being spread, the misinformation being spread that, would, that will further divide people in this country. I think that's going to be a problem that, that we're going to fight, we're going to see throughout this year and on into the future as these social media companies try to come to grips with mm -hmm. how, how to handle that, how to monitor that, how to get that kind of thing removed. Um, so I think that is n story number one. And I think story number two, now that people are working from home, I think people are going to realize the importance of good cybersecurity hygiene and, and just to make sure that, you know, their passwords are different for each account, um, just to make sure maybe I don't need this free, free game for my smartphone. Maybe I don't need that. Maybe, I, maybe it's worth paying 99 cents for it, you know, because of the data, because of privacy. I think we're going to see a lot more of that because I think a lot more people are going to be, realize that they're, they've been victimized, mm -hmm. that their information has been stolen, that it's been sold online on the deep web, the dark web. I think that those two things, you know, they're not rosy pictures, but those two things uh, are, are really going to be become a a bigger problem and a problem that people take uh, more seriously as mm -hmm. we go over the next 12 to 18 months and maybe even longer than that. Yeah, I think it comes down to people realizing it's not a matter of if, it's when, right? And then what can you do to help mitigate it along the way? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and for real, and that's one thing that I'm really trying to share with our audience is the importance of those two things. Be careful. Don't believe everything you mm -hmm. see on social media. And, uh, and sadly that's, that's, you know, something we could say every day and people still have made up their mind on whatever they want to hear. So they're going to hear what they want to hear. Yeah. And, uh, and then that's how that misinformation spreads on social media. And it, it's become a serious problem and, and has led to a lot of the divisiveness. Mm -hmm. Very true. Absolutely. Um, and then Jamie, our last question, what is something outside of journalism that you're interested in that maybe people wouldn't know about you outside of the tech and gadget world? Well, I guess this is still tech, but it's old tech. Okay. But I, I love record 
vinyl record albums. That's, that's what I collect. I've been collecting those unintentionally when I was little, you know, when I was a kid. Um, and I, I'm still going to, I still love to go to yard sales and flip through boxes of records. If I could find something, you know, a David Bowie record that I've always wanted or something like that. Um, uh, so that's, that's one of the things that I enjoy, but I also, I, you know, I read all the time. I'm not a, not a great reader of novels, but it's still, I still read a lot of tech kind of things. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing, Christine, my favorite thing to do is I play volleyball. I love, oh. I love playing sand or beach volleyball. That's kind of, I, I would play it every day. That's, that's amazing. I, yeah. That's what, that's what I enjoy. That's and great. I'm getting to the point where it hurts a little more every time I play. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, I know. I think anytime you like do any sort of, I mean, I did like intramural soccer and it's like, you visit that as an adult and it's like, this wasn't like this in middle school when I played on the team. So it's interesting how that changes, but volleyball, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I think, I think music sounds better on vinyl and volleyball is more fun on sand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and funny. I, and I'm a, I, I love to cook too. So that's the other thing. I, those three things I could, I could do those three things and be perfectly happy. I love to cook. That's excellent. Important. Very important. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. I think what you're doing is um, really important to educate the audience on, on tech, safety, gadgets, what's new and up and coming and how to protect themselves. I think it's really interesting and um, we'll definitely keep watching you and your segments and, uh, and hearing more about what you have to cover. I think it's going to be great to watch in this year. Well, well, I really enjoy this. Thanks for having me on, Christine. I've, uh, I've enjoyed your podcast and I uh, appreciate the opportunity to come on and, and talk to you. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you. And thanks everyone for listening. This has been Christine Blake, the host of Inside the Media Minds with Jamie Tucker. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Inside the Media Minds. To learn more about our podcast and hear all of our episodes, please visit us at w2com.com slash podcast and follow us on Twitter at Media Mind Show. And you can subscribe anywhere podcasts are found. 